Hello, and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stearns, here with Lisa Stearns, and we're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. Good day, and welcome to the next episode of Just Just One One Thing. Thing. Just One Thing is the podcast of mindfulliving.today. We'd love for you to check out our website there and also to join us on Facebook groups at Mindful Living Today with Brad and Lisa, Lisa and Brad, or sign up for our uh, business page at Mindful Couple, also on Facebook. With that, let's get into today's episode. I think it's we're going to talk about habits. Yes. Are you a prisoner? Yes, specifically. Are you a prisoner? Of your habits. Yep. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is uh, we, there's a story that we often tell. I think it might have originally been in a Reader's Digest or yes, something like that. Yes, it was like in a that. Reader's Digest that I read <laughs> and, back uh, when I was a kid. The husband was uh, just married with his wife, and his wife made one of the first big meals for the for the family. Not that wives have to do all the cooking, but in this case, she did. And she brought out this lovely well, roast. Well, it was the 1960s. This well, was okay, probably written this is in. old. Uh, <laughs> anyway. She brought this lovely roast beef out to the dinner table, and the husband noticed that the, the ends were cut off the roast beef. And he says, well, why do you cut the ends off the roast beef? That's kind of weird. And she said, <laughs> well, my mom taught me to, you know, to do it like that. And so the husband didn't think anything more of it. But the next time she was, they were visiting the in-laws, he said, um, you know, Sally cooked a, a roast beef for me not long ago, and she cut the ends off the roast beef, and she said that you taught her how to do that. And the mom said, oh, yes, always cut the ends off your roast beef. He said, well, why do you do that? And she said, well, my mom that's how my mom taught me how to do that. So, okay. Well, fortunately, great-grandma's still alive. <laughs> so when they had a big family reunion, the husband goes to the great-grandma, and he, she says, you know, Sally and, and her mom both cut the ends off the roast beef, um, and they said they learned it from you. They said, well, those silly girls, the only reason <laughs> I cut the ends off my roast beef is because my roasting pan is too small. Right. But the the, you know, the women had learned how to cut the ends off the roast beef. And, For no reason and at all. Just done that. There was no reason to cut the ends off the roast beef. Right. And they lost that little bit of meat there. And it was just sort of a weird thing that they did that. And which reminds me that so many of us, you know, we do things that we either learn from parents, ourselves or whatever, that were lost in, in times of old. We don't know why we do anything anymore. We just have these habits or well, behaviors that we do. Well, I think of you talking about being a government employee, too, you know, where there's just... We just do it this we, way. We do it this way, right. Or yeah. you were the ones that created the rule, and then somebody's challenging. Well, well yeah, because <laughs> I, I invented this. Well, I, I guess I did invent it. There was a... Uh, originally, we set up a, a configuration control board, you know, to make sort of like rulings about, you know, what, what things could and couldn't be put on the network. Right. And... Uh, Nobody could come up with ideas like, well, what what should the rules be? So, right. well, let's sit down and we'll make up the rules. Right. So, you know, this is how most rules come about. If somebody right. sets so up and makes them up, they put criteria in place. And then years later, I came to this configuration control board and, you know, I presented something and they said, well, this violates the we rules. We can't do that. We can't change it. Like, well, you know, I, I made that rule up <laughs> right out of thin air. I think we can alter that a little bit. Like, no, no, we can't do that. Right, right. But, uh, you know, it's just... That we, we, we look at these rules and uh, we live by them and we never question them. And so the same thing is true of the habits that we live by. Things exactly. have sort of like been ingrained over time and we just never question them. And the key thing and why this is important is sometimes those habits, those rules that you sort of embraced 
they're not serving you anymore. There's, right. no, there's no good reason for it. It actually hinders where you want to go. In, right. fact, in the case of the roast beef, you're throwing away, you're throwing away roast beef. <laughs> in the case of the configuration control board, you can't build the kinds of things that need to be built as technology evolves. Right. In the case right. of your life, you might be standing in your own way by doing something that's preventing you from moving forward with yes. a relationship, with a job, with, uh, or, with uh, your to kids. Me, I, I remember with our younger son in particular, um, I would give him a choice. You know, you, you, you can choose to do this this way. This is the outcome. Mm. Or or you can choose to do it another way and you have a different outcome. He, he said no automatically. Uh -huh. So I was like, well, you can go ahead and say no. But when you say no automatically mm. without considering whether you actually want to do it or not, you lose out on so opportunities. His, so his default habit his was, default to, habit say was no. to say no right right and and um you know and i think that becomes a a protective mechanism for some people sure. where life as children mm -hmm. life is overwhelming there's too many choices um it might be frightening to move from one situation to the next and so the the default is you know if i keep my world smaller and safer I don't have to worry about whether I can't sure, handle it. Sure. I can handle what I'm doing right now. This is good. Don't want to change that up. And so I think it's it's just being aware of the fact that you are in a default mode. Mm, right. That is really the confining well, element. And let's flip that around. I know many of your clients in particular, their default is to say yes. Right. <laughs> Anybody ask them anything, and, they yep, say yes. Yep, and so they're... Their schedule gets so full that they can't accomplish the things that they want to do for right. themselves right. because they're saying yes to everybody else, kids, friends, Churches, husbands, church, everything, school, and you just can't yeah. do all of that. But the right. default, without thinking about it, right. is yes. Yes, and that's an interesting one because that comes out of a place of wanting to be, I think a lot of women are, are yesers, sure. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, it comes from a, from a heart, you know, sure. you want to be you kind, want to be you want to be helpful, you know, people need, so you want to be there. And, you know, it's only when you recognize that saying all of these yeses is preventing you from actually maybe being a good mom. Right. You know, you're not sure. there enough for your mom, be, for your kids, because you're off being this to the, this church organization and that to that organization or whatever. So, you know, I think it is that it's just looking at that default of, well, this is just the way we do it, or this is what I do on Sundays or whatever, and saying, okay, wait a minute, well, you know, could I do something else? Sure. Do I have to do this? Right. Do I really want to do this? Does this serve my greater good? Does this serve my future self? Which I think is a big one. Well, yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, there can even be, you know, sometimes, and this is, it, it takes you a while to establish even good habits. Oh, yeah. You know, but, but if they continue to be habits and you don't look at them, you don't question them. Exactly. Then they can stand in your way. So, for example, you know, I, fitness was always important to me. Right. And so I developed a whole series of habits to help me eat better, to exercise better, to exercise more, more intensely, et cetera. And over a period of years, if not decades, I built more and more habits Into that. so that, you know, I actually became quite an accomplished, you know, gym rat or athlete. Right. right. But at the same time, all of those habits collectively, I was a prisoner to those. I yes. couldn't break them. If I, if I didn't get to the gym at the same time every day, I got anxious, angry. It had a negative impact on our relationship. Right. Um, I even had so many habits of, of, you know, walking the stairs or taking laps at work that it interfered with the amount of work I was getting done at work, right. all in the name of sort of becoming more fit. Right. Right. But these habits over time became ingrained and they actually became, you know, 
basically a treadmill yes. that I was on that I yes. didn't even recognize I was stuck on it. Right. And, it, and it's taken me literally years now right. to break those habits, to purposely say, well, I'm not going to the gym today and, and deal with the anxiety that right. that calls, right. causes just so that I can break that habit. So you have and choice. And not be a prisoner to it. That's the thing. And, and the key is to, to make the choice that's beneficial to you and not just have to do it because you built a habit. Or because it feels uncomfortable. Correct. Yes. You know, that, that's, that's a big one. Yeah, so even things, even things that are healthy, you know, right. even, even per, I, I ate a pretty perfect diet right. for many, many years, but right. then I couldn't do things that broke that, you know, right. I, I couldn't have a big it was dessert. so uncomfortable. I, and, and I just, and so it's, you have to be careful that even yes. things that start out being good and are making you more healthful can actually have negative repercussions in right. terms of living your life. Yeah. And, and that trap is, um, it's, it is, it has a ripple effect. If you have any kind of relationships right. at all, it can impact, like you say, you work and your work relationships, it can impact your home and your home relationships because suddenly all those things either take up more time. They don't leave time for other activities. They don't leave time again for things that you are saying are sure. priorities, Absolutely. but you can't fit in because now well, my, my hour and a half gym right. routine turned into a two and a half hour well, gym and routine. And the reason we have habits is, you know, your brain wants to make shortcuts because right. you, you can't think through everything. Right. So for example, tying your shoes. Right. Is a habit. You don't think about right. what your fingers are doing. <laughs> right. When you first learned it, right. you did, but it's become a habit. How do I tie my shoes? It's become a habit to brush your teeth when you get up. It's, right. a, it's a habit for me to floss my teeth before, before, I, I, go to bed. before right. I brush my teeth. Right. So all of these things build up. It's a shortcut to help you get through life because you literally can't think through everything. You can't make all of those decisions. But I think decisions. it's important every once in a while to step back and say, wait a second. Is this actually something that I need to do? Is it something that's good for me? Is it something that's leading to where I want to go and what right. I want to be in my right. life? Right, right. And it's not that you're mindful all the time, but I think every once in a while you need to step back and assess pretty much every single habit that right. you have and say, right. is this still working for me? Right. Is this still taking me where I want to go? Yep. Well, and, and I think of the, going back to the meat example, sometimes, and I, I think you and I do this naturally, but I think it's not natural for a, a lot of people. And when habits become particularly ingrained, I think it's it, we don't do it as easily. But at, why am I doing this? You know, right. ask, asking why. Why am I cutting the ends of the meat right. off? Like that that doesn't make any sense. Or, you know, or why am I drinking this half cup of milk that's left in the carton that's kind of sour? sour. Right. <laughs> I have all these things related to like spoiled food that right. I can't throw it away or waste right. food or whatever. Right. I don't know where that came from, but well, I have we were, it. We were raised, in, you know, I and think the, our generation was, the 60s. There was don't children, waste food. Children yeah. are starving in Biafra, you know, that I was ingrained in us anytime yeah. we didn't and want to eat anything. You don't want to waste things. Right. But don't eat rotten food. <laughs> right. Just because that's <laughs> Children are starving in Biafra. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think it's just, um, you know, I think it's an interesting concept and idea just to kind of keep in your mind as you find yourself on autopilot. Yeah, and, and, and it's just uh, you, to start, I'll get into some of the things you can do is, you know, you might want to just set an alarm, you know, every hour just to say, well, what am I doing? And why am I doing why am that? I doing and see this? if it's part of a habitual behavior. Correct. And if it is, like, oh, is this is this good for me or is this not good for me? Is right. this something I want to continue? Is it something I want to alter? Is it something I want to eliminate? Right. 
and, and can I sit with the, you know, my thought is, the bigger question is, can I sit with the discomfort of not doing that? Because that, yeah. to me, is the indicator of of any, uh, uh, we're talking almost of addiction behavior. It, it's, it's compulsive. Right, right. Yeah. And so if you can if you not do it and you have no ill feelings about it, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's probably not that kind of a habit. Right. If it's making you really uncomfortable, you're getting a lot of negative feed loops sure. in your head about, oh, I should do that. And what if I don't? And if I don't, da, da, right. da, da. if there's a whole litany of stuff being a story that goes along with you're not well, doing this and, thing. And that brings to mind, I know when it comes to entertaining. Yes. You have a lot of those. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, things I was, that you learn from your mom that's yes. sort of like, you know, this so, is how you society people entertain this way. Right. And you can't just have a spontaneous get together without right. certain things being in place. And it causes right. you a lot of stress. Yes. But a lot of those things really aren't necessary. Right. People may or may not notice, but even if they do notice, it's not like right. a showstopper for having right. the party that you want to have or the get together right. that you want to have. Right. Yes. And, and so those kinds of things, the discomfort, I think, as you said, is a great indicator of whether this is something that really needs to be examined. If you can, if you, if you break it or stop the habit, if you don't you, do it, and you feel discomfort, hmm, you need to think about think about, that about right, right, because that's something that you are doing on autopilot, um, and and the, the and thing the, about autopilot yeah. is it, it there's a there's a benefit that you said right. where it it's it's getting it it's a, it's an efficiency right. thing. At one point, it was an efficiency thing, but but if it becomes so habitual that when you don't do it, you feel discomfort. Um, that is now you've given up choice. That's the thing to me. You have absolutely right. given up the choice of not cutting off the and, ends and of almost, the almost anything that you do on a regular basis is going to become routinized. It's going to become a yes. habit to yes. some degree. And the key thing is just every once in a while, right. stop and consider all the things you're doing. And, and, and is this something that's it's a compulsive habit? Is it a compulsive behavior? Is it something I could change if I want to? Is it something that I do want to change? Right. And right. that and that's the key thing, right? Yes. So well, and I, 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 something that I do want to change is is a tough one to me because I think I know you remember conversations of me trying to encourage you to work out less, to change your diet a little bit. You did not have an interest in doing that, so I don't know. Do I want to do this? Is a real good well, marker of that. You could ask. I think it's probably a better thing to ask people in your intimate sphere, okay, family relationships, whatever. You know, when I do this, does it, it ever have okay. an impact on you? That's a better question. Because I might not even know that it's having a negative right. impact. And so, like, well, I don't want to change my habits because right. this is awesome. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think if you are, you are much more inclined to, I think, those kind of behaviors in a different way than I am. Uh -huh. um, that I, it's, I think it can be challenging for certain people they love they love the routine. So well, yeah. if you're loving the routine, I, it's going to be really hard. Anything that I do is going to be habitualized. <laughs> yes, and and very deeply ingrained. Yeah. And so if if you ask you, is this working best for you? Oh, wow, this is great. This is absolutely the best I, choice. I've perfected I this over the last fifteen right. years. Right. <laughs> this goes together exactly right. <laughs> right. So you know, I think you need another question to ask uh -huh. there, or another. Um, way to sort other than do you want to do this because oh. i think do you want to do this is the answer is going to be yes if you are prone to habituated behaviors sure. like that don't you think i do think okay. and i think the, the key thing is to guard i'll say guard against addictive behaviors okay i use the term addictive yes you know so if you are uncomfortable if you can't deal with the emotion of not doing it right 
you need to second guess whether right. or something that's really, even though you think you want to do it, right. might not be in your best interest. Well, and it's, it, again, it's not that you're giving it up. It's do you have a choice right. of whether to do it? That's the difference yeah, to me. I agree. The, 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 we're not saying just give something up. We're saying where is the choice? So this is kind of complex, really. It a really li- is. It really is. So in not being a prisoner of your habits, um, how would you start then? Um, oh, boy. I would just say start noticing if you have habits. Right. You if know, there's something that you, that you do, do you feel like you got to do it at the same time every day. You've got to right. do something in the same way every day. Or you got to prepare day. something the same way. You have right. to do a certain activity the same way. Or there's rules associated there's with it. There's rules, especially with, like you say, entertaining. I know a lot of women, you know, I can't can't have just soup. If I'm having company, can't have just soup. Right. I got to have cheese and bread. Or I and can't put out a bag of potato chips. It's got to go in a serving bowl. It's got to be a basket bowl. or a bowl. Right. right. Those those are the kind of things that are they're easier to look at right. to me than somebody that is a, has a, a, a an exercise addiction. And why are we doing this? Because we just want you to live more mindfully. And, be and have control, choice. And be in control and have choice right, of how you right. live your life. And I, and I guess to, to kind of finish this up, because I think you are are more the the perfect example of this and have, have worked so hard and have changed this particular aspect of your personality over the last couple of years. How, how do you feel now versus before having choice? I, I use the term free. Okay. I feel much more free. Um, less a prisoner. Okay. You know, I, I felt like I couldn't break out of the routine of my okay. life. Not that I disliked it, but I just right. felt that, like trapped in a certain, certain right. respect. Right. It, those, those habits certainly served me well right. when they were not addictive, but, you know, I use the term addictive. Right. And right. they were not serving me well as I was as I was transitioning to another phase of my life. Right. I so. agree. Um, yeah. So I think the one thing you said, the one thing is just pay attention and, and yes, and then ask yourself... Can I give this up? Could I go without this without feeling anxious, guilty, right. sadness? You know, I've got negative phrases and whatever right. telling me that I'm a bad person because I'm not doing okay. this. Okay. We ran a little over. That's okay. Yep. A lot to talk about here. Until next time, this has been Just, Just One, One Thing. Thing.